Welcome to New Horizons Podcast, Trailblazers. New Horizons is a national nonprofit that has served individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities since 1971. We believe that every person has a story to tell. This podcast will be a place for men and women from diverse backgrounds and with unique abilities to share their victories, challenges, and stories with the world. We hope you enjoy. We have some exciting news. In just a few months, New Horizons will be celebrating our 50th anniversary. As we look forward to our next 50 years, we have launched our New Horizons Fun Fund to help provide the men and women we serve with all the opportunities to thrive and enjoy all life has to offer. To donate or learn more, please visit our website or email us at podcast at newhorizonsls.org. In this week's episode, Matthew joins us to discuss his work at Autism Career Training, what makes a winning football team, and other exciting topics, like having two two-year-old twins. I hope you enjoy. My name is Matthew Powell, and I'm the director of um, Autism Career Training in South Nashville. Thank you for joining us today, Matthew. One of my good friends, Elizabeth, suggested you and said you'd be a great guest, so we're excited to have you on and learn a little bit more about ACT. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. So before we get into your organization, we'd love to hear a little bit more about your background and where you grew up and what led you to this field. Okay, so um, we'll start at the beginning. So I was born and raised in Nashville. I um, lived in um, proper Nashville until I was two years old. Um, And then our family uh, relocated to um, Brentwood. It wasn't the Brentwood that everybody kind of knows now. It was uh, mostly horse farms with a Mm -hmm. H.G. Hills um, grocery store then. Then I uh, attended um, Brentwood High School for high school where I played um, football, and that was kind of where I got my start into um, special education. So I um, was our high school football coach's office worker my um, junior year. They had a young man in the um, special education classroom that would lay down on the floor when he was um, going out to the bus every afternoon. So my football coach kind of um, volunteered me to start helping and kind of be his peer buddy. And, um, you know, one thing led to another where, um, you know, free time throughout my day, I'd go and, um, you know, hang out with those students, play games, do sports activities with them. I went to Special Olympics multiple times with them for the unified games, um, with the county games. And we even got to go um, to the state games one year, which was a really awesome experience. And that's what... um you know, kind of led me into the um, special education field. For college, I went to um, MTSU for a year and, you know, decided that maybe college wasn't what I wanted to do. So I um, I left school and went and um, worked in restaurants for um, about four or five years, running various kitchens and decided to go back to school. I started working at High Hopes Developmental Preschool and Pediatric Therapy Clinic, Franklin, and went back to school while I was working there. I worked there for about six years, and then I um, coached football and was a special ed teacher and department head at Independence High School um, in Williamson County Schools. And then right before coming to ACT, I um, worked for the district office of Murray County Schools in the um, special education office. So you've had a lot of a lot of varied experience that kind of wound your way and, and prepared you for ACT. 
what was the the impetus or what really got you excited to join ACT and make another jump over to this organization? You know, ACT kind of came to fruition through mine and then our um, founder, Karen Blake, has a 19-year-old son with autism. And me and Ms. Blake met about three and a half or four years ago and were just talking about, you know, what was lacking in the school system with um, reference, you know, to her son and you know, she asked me if there was anything that I could do, what would what would it be? And I kind of told her, um, you know, working on pre-vocational and vocational and independent living skills with um, young adults. And that was exactly what she wanted to do as well. So we've been working on this on and off for about um, three years. And then about two months ago or so, then it kind of finally fell into place where we were able to um, open our center and get the ball rolling with everything. Awesome. So would you say those vocational skills are really where you saw a a gap or a need in the school system? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I'm the most familiar with um, Williamson County School since that's where I work. So they have a, they call it Transition 2 program that goes from 18 to 22. But then, you know, once the students or the young adults leave that program, there's not um, a lot of places you know, for them to hone those employment skills in order to have, you know, meaningful employment for them. So, you know, that's what our biggest mission is, is to kind of bridge that gap between the traditional school system and the work environment um, specifically for young adults with autism. Awesome. So to make that happen, what are the programs or the day-to-day of ACT? Right now, we uh, started with I'm um, calling a soft opening um, only with Four trainees is what we call our students. We're going to start adding more to that, probably um, two at a time, starting at Labor Day or right after Labor Day. There is three um, different programs that can kind of be adjusted depending on what the student needs. There is a full-day program that runs from 9 to 3, Monday through Friday, a half-day program that runs from 11.30 to 3, Monday through Friday, and then there's some different um, after-school activities that we're um, working on getting started. The first one that we're starting is a um, social group two days a week. And then there's also um, variants to the full-day and half-day programs, such as, you know, two days a week and then a three-day-a-week program. So there's a couple of different variants in there depending on um, what that young adult needs. How many trainees are you all hoping to be able to serve? Um, I would like to keep keep this first year while we're, um, you know, working through everything and getting started at between um, 10 and 12. I hope to add, you know, more trainees and more classes as the years progress. But, yeah, right now I'm looking to, um, you know, add about six, six of those current um, four that we have. So how many people do you all currently have on board right now? Um, so currently um, we have myself. And then the founder that I spoke about um, earlier named um, Karen Blake. And then we also have a um, curriculum consultant that just contracting with us. His name is um, Dr. Andrew Burnham. He is the head or the lead special education professor at Trevecca Nazarene University. So um, me and him together are writing our um, curriculum that we can kind of talk more about in a few minutes. Then we also have two wonderful teachers one with a um, special education teaching background and one with an ABA um, therapy background. And then we also have a um, 
BCBA that is um, contracting with us doing some social groups and different things. We're hoping to add um, OT and SLP, but those are just kind of in the very beginning stages right now. So you mentioned your curriculum, and I, I want to know a little bit more, too, as, as program director, what your role looks like and, and then also what the curriculum looks like for these trainees. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I kind of, me and Miss um, Blake kind of partnered together, really, you know, control all aspects of, um, you know, the organization, really anything, anything that you can think of, um, we kind of put our heads together and um, do to get, um, and then as far as the um, curriculum goes, I feel like that's what sets us a little bit um, apart from uh, some of the programs that are out there um, nationally. So, We've um, built the whole curriculum is very individualized to the um, student's needs. So I always get, you know, a lot of questions about, you know, how long is the program or, you know, what makes a student qualify or not qualify for the program. And, you know, those are really hard questions for me to answer since it is, you know, completely tailored to what their needs Mm -hmm. are. So at enrollment, we have some um, initial assessments that me and um, Dr. Burnham have come up with, but the big um, framework behind our program and our curriculum is the um, six, we call them um, intervention domains. So the um, six intervention domains kind of have been researched in two applications. So they've been um, researched within um, the autism community as, you know, interventions. And these are the six things that you need to, you know, gain skills with um, young adults and with students with autism. And then they also fall into the mental health domains as well. So those six domains are academic, communication, behavioral, intellectual, social, and emotional. And I'm sure, you know, as the listeners are hearing those domains, they realize that a lot of those kind of um, overlap and, mm-hmm. you know, you hit multiple domains. But our um, curriculum is written to hit all six of those domains weekly, if not um you know, multiple times a week. So for any listeners or uh, any potential trainees or their family members who might be interested in getting them involved with ACT, I know you said it's tailored for the individual and y'all are hoping to keep it with more of a soft opening right now, but down the road, what kind of men and women do you see that should apply to this program? You know, so our, um, you know, clientele, they have to have a formal um, diagnosis of autism. And then, you know, anybody that's kind of in that gray area almost um, between, you know, being able to be placed in a job and be successful and, you know, that they realize or their parents realize, you know, that they're still lacking some of those vocational skills um, in order to get that job and, you know, hold down that job. So, you know, I I always say job, but really um, what we're talking about is the career. You know, we want them to have a career that, you know, they can be proud of, that they can earn some money from and, you know, be a long-term, um, a long-term job instead of, you know, maybe just working somewhere for a few months and then realizing, um, you know, that maybe they need some more help in the social skills domain or, you know, whatever domain it is that they need um, help in. So you're obviously really busy getting everything up and running and ramped up for ACT, but I know one of the things that is probably a lot of your time but a lot of your joy as well that we forgot to touch on so far was the fact that you and your wife actually have two twins, correct? 
Absolutely. Yeah, we have Walker Sean and um, Lucy Pearl. They're about two and a half years old right now, and we actually um, just closed on a new house today. So it's been um, it's been a little bit a uh, crazy start getting everything um, going. We've been in between houses, living with family. So it's been um, it's been a crazy go, but I'm really excited about ACT, and you know I love um, hanging out with my twins. That's really you know what I go home to every night and um, on the weekend. We're lucky to have a great friend group that has a lot of kids that are the same age as the twins. So, and that's really what we do these days after work and on the weekends. That's awesome. So yeah, outside of that, I know you're slammed with, with pushing ACT forward to serve more men and women, as well as being the father of two young twins. But whenever you do have time, what are your, your favorite hobbies or how do you spend that limited free time? You know, some of my favorite, um, Hobbies is, of course, um, football that, you know, I kind of spoke about being a high school football coach and playing football through high school. So I still um, keep up with um, a few of the guys that I coached with. One of the head coaches still at Independent. One of the other coaches that I was talking to today actually just took a head coaching job at um, Dixon County. So, you know, football's always been a big passion of mine. But then when I can kind of make time, it's kind of hard with the with the twins. But um, I love to... Uh, kayak and fish and camp, um, kind of any of those outdoor activities that just get me kind of back to nature, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Have you done any fly fishing or mainly bass and lake fishing? Yes, I, I'm limited, um, limited at fly fishing. My, um, my brother-in-law and um, his father-in-law are great fly fishermen, and um, we go out to Colorado. Me and my brother-in-law like to fly fish, and um, he's got a house at Tim Ford Lake that um, we like to fly fish off the dock with the big um, bass fly fishing poles. So it's all in good fun. I'll uh, I'll do any of it. Fly fishing is probably one of my favorite ways to pass the time. Have you ever seen the movie A River Runs Through It? Absolutely. I think that's my all-time favorite. So shameless plug for anyone listening that they should watch that movie and fall in love with Montana and fly fishing. But moving from ACT, I'd love to ask you a few more fun, maybe lighthearted questions. But the one I have to ask you is kind of, We'll kick off with a more hot topic issue with college football season being up in the air. One, what are your thoughts on having the football season and at the high school, college level, if athletes should be able to play this fall? I go back and forth because, you know, a lot of it that I look at um, is high school. Like I stated earlier, you know, I still have a lot of good friends that coach in high school. And then um, I have quite a few players that I coach that are playing in college right now. So, you know, I kind of, I kind of go back and forth what I what I kind of think because you know I want the the well being of my um you know my friends and my former former players but then you know all of them are telling me that they're they're ready to rock and roll so I kind of go back and forth whether I think it should happen or not I listen to the radio you know with um everybody can- canceling and you know the SEC says that they're still going to play so. I'm interested to kind of see how that turns out. I was listening to the TSSAA um, webinar the other day, so I haven't seen um, any other guidance come out um, about high school sports from them. So I guess they're um, they're gearing up to go ahead and play. I just you know I just worry about about all the players you know being in such close proximity in that contact sport, and then also you know being in the locker rooms. But like I said, it kind of go go back and forth as to what I think. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and it's hard to imagine that those high school and student and high school students and college players aren't going to 
also be in close contact either in, in classes or other scenarios as well. I'm I'm biased because I love college football so much. I went to the University of Georgia, so I'm hoping that the SEC holds out and is, is able to play, obviously, in, in some safe ways. But do you have a favorite football team at the college level? I think Vanderbilt has to be my favorite um, in the college level. So my mom was a career teacher. She taught for um, 38 years, and she went to um, – Peabody at Vanderbilt, and then my um, my dad is retired, and he worked guest services for Vanderbilt just because he loved college football and baseball, and that's an easy way for him to be able to, you know, interact with everybody and see part of the game. So I'd mm-hmm. say that Vanderbilt's definitely um, definitely my team. Well, no one's going to accuse you of being a bandwagon Vanderbilt college football fan right now, at least. <laughs> yeah, there is no doubt about that for sure. <laughs> So, one, as a, as a former coach, what was your coaching role? I played uh, offensive line. I played center um, in high school. And then coaching, we kind of did um, kind of did twofold. So, I coached um, offensive line and um, defensive ends when I was at Independence. Did you all have success or did you guys have some pretty good teams while you were there? Yeah, we um, – so, I won a, um, a state championship when I was um, in high school. We were the first um, – team in Williamson County to win a state championship. And then um, while I was at Independence, we won a state championship and then um, became runner-up for a state championship the next year. And we had um, we had some pretty good pretty good football players coming out of Independence at the time, and they, they still do to this day. Um, coach Scott Blade is um, still the head football coach there, and I respect him a lot. He kind of taught me the coaching part of the game from, um, from the playing. As a former player and coach that was on a successful team, what do you think separates what makes a winning team? What are the, the factors, the attributes, the culture that, that separates one team from another? You know, this is a saying that I feel like they use everywhere, but, you know, we used it at Brentwood and we also used it at Independence. And that was just that um, that one team, one goal. I feel like when um, when those teams are all pulling in the same direction, you have those, you know, character guys leading the team, then – that makes um makes all the difference when you have those um those strong captains that you know aren't necessarily always the best players on the team but when you have those good character guys and they can um you know provide those leadership roles i think that's the key yeah absolutely and keeping everybody on the same page and mission oriented here at new horizon we kind of call it the redwood mentality strong redwood with the central goal and mission with a lot of offshooting branches and people doing different things. But I love sports. And of course, in my mind, whenever I think of high school football, now I think of Coach Taylor and the, the Dillon Panthers and Friday Night Lights. But Absolutely. That, <laughs> so that's how I'm picturing you right now. Two um, <laughs> eyes full hearts. But a couple more final questions before I let you go. I know you've got a lot to do. and You've already given us a lot of time. But one, where is the favorite place you've ever camped? I know you talked about Colorado, which is hard to beat, but maybe here in the Tennessee area. Yeah, we we've never actually camped in Colorado. I'm um I'm lucky lucky enough that we've always um stayed in a condo on um Lake Dillon, but I really love the Buffalo River. It's one of my favorite um rivers to kayak and fish. So, you know, I'd say um anywhere camping on the Buffalo River is um one of my favorites, kind of the more um the more out there and the less people around, the better for me. And so I mentioned my favorite movie being A River Runs Through It earlier. What would your favorite movie be? Oh, what would my favorite movie be? I'm stuck on um, Friday Night Lights show right now since you just said that, mm-hmm. but that's not a movie. Um, 
what would my favorite movie be? See, you stumped me on that one. All these other questions. <laughs> I know. I thought um, this would be the softball pitch. I know. Um, I'm a big fan of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> uh, that's hard to beat. I just, um, you know, we kind of grew up, grew up watching that um, with my dad. So it, that and um, Field of Dreams are two, um, you know, two movies that I kind of remember. I'm noticing the sports theme through everything. Absolutely. One of the things that we're hoping for for this podcast and with a lot of the, the newer programs that we aren't necessarily reimbursed for here at New Horizons is to promote integration and promote maybe a, a healthier or a, a more real way of how people in the larger community view having a disability and people who are diagnosed with disabilities. So being involved in the disability field and having two young twins growing up, how would you hope that they and other people that might not have the experience around men and women with disabilities view this idea of having a disability? You know, I think the biggest thing is acceptance. And, you know, that can look um, look differently for, you know, different adults and different um, students with disabilities. But I think that was um, something that at Independence I felt like, um, you know, was just awesome was the acceptance um, of those students with disabilities. We had you know, just as big of send-off for um, Special Olympics as we did for any of the um, football games. And, you know, I just feel like I want people to, um, you know, to understand and accept those individuals for, you know, individuals and look past um, those disabilities. While those disabilities are, you know, an important part of that individual, I want them to, you know, get to know those individuals and um, know, you know, what strengths they bring to the table because, every one of them brings something different and, you know, you just have to see what those are. And a lot of them have, you know, awesome abilities that you would have no idea about. So how can people get involved with ACT either as a, a volunteer or in some way to help you, help you all build on this momentum you've started? Absolutely. So if you go um, to our website, which is um, autismcareertraining.org, um, then there's a contact link where you can, um, send me an email or um, call me. You're also more than welcome to email me at any time. My email is M as in Matthew um, Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L, at autismbeertraining.org. And our um, phone number is 615-866-4477. So, yeah, definitely feel free to reach out. And, you know, if I don't, um, if I don't have all the answers and you're looking for something that I can't provide, then that's why you know, we um, provide these partnerships with other agencies in the community. Matthew, we appreciate you coming on today and giving us so much time. And hopefully we'll be able to, to watch a, a Georgia Vanderbilt football game here in a couple months or so. But looking forward to watching ACT grow and appreciative of all the work that you all are doing. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode with Matthew. If you'd like to learn more about ACT or any of the other organizations we've spotlighted, please visit our website or email us at podcast at newhorizonsls.org. Stay tuned for next week's episode.